0: Welcome to the Sicilian Secret Diet Plan podcast. This podcast is written and presented to you by husband and wife team, Dr. Sandra Camerata and Dr. Giovanni Campanile. Sandra is a psychiatrist and was born and raised in Sicily, and Giovanni is a cardiologist. They have written the Sicilian Secret Diet Plan book and podcast in order to introduce a wider audience to the wonderful taste and health benefits of the Sicilian Mediterranean diet, which will lead you onto a path of longevity and improved health span, the reduction of disease in the later part of your life. The goal is to live not only longer, but better with improved vitality and joy of life. Their motto is, Be Well Deliciously.
1: We are the author of the Sicilian Secret Diet Plan. We have been uh, with you addressing several important topics that we listened to what you guys are asking us to do. And today we're going to address one very important topic that we've had a big request to do. And that is on uh, Children's, when to produce solid food to children, why it's so important, and the effect of food on the microbiome of the child, and how important is the diet of the mother uh, during breastfeeding. You, know, you probably already heard that during our last podcast. And now, when is time to mix the breast milk together with solid food, and why we do that.
2: And we hope that by uh, giving you this uh, information on, in- on nutrition for the mother and child, it'll help uh, promote health. So this is a very important topic, especially from my point of view is the-, the microbiome. I think that's super important. Anyway, I'll let Sandra begin and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it and we'll-, we'll have a whole bunch of these in a the series.
1: So as we know, the main source of food and nutrition for the baby for the first four to six months is and should be exclusively breast milk or formula when the mother cannot, for whatever reason, use breast milk. So when and how to start introducing solid food? It can be a little bit messy, of a job, interesting, fascinating to watch. Uh, your child to to be introduced to the first fruits. So what, when do we do that and what fruits do we try? So the most important thing is to observe when is your child ready? The Um, Academy of Pediatrics in the United States used to recommend and certainly continues to recommend that six months is the date, the time to start. In a lot of other countries, they, they started introducing solid foods around four months. But in general, the, what we need to observe for children is the fact that you need to know, ah, is my baby ready? So, the baby has to be able to hold the head steady to avoid choking and has to be, upright, be able to sit upright on a chair or in a infant's feeding seat and and has to start to become curious about the food that is around him or her. So once the parents have started eating soy foods and the baby is interested, you know that it might be ready. There was a, a, de- a recommendation for delaying the introduction of solid foods because we thought that by delaying the introduction of solid foods we were delaying allergies and now actually the information is pretty much the opposite the sooner we introduce a variety of foods for the babies the higher is the chance to decrease allergy formation and that is also important that during the time of pregnancy for the mother to try to have as many variety of healthy foods, nuts, seeds, um, for the baby to to store, to be used to the introductions of possible foods that tend to be more allergenic than others.
2: So this ties in, not only is this important for the nutrition of of the infant, the growth of all its cells, but very important for the... Uh, microbiome. The microbiome, as we've discussed and explained previously, is the organisms and mainly the microbiome of the gut. But the microbiome, um, just to get the terminology correct, the microbiota is the organism and the microbiome is the organism and its genetic makeup. And we have more uh, bugs or, or organisms, and these organisms are You know, we we now talk about bacteria, but they are viruses, fungi, and bacteria. But mostly the bacteria that we know about is what's important. And they're located in the skin, the oral cavity, the urogenital tract, and the gut. The gut's the most abundant of these. So what we are interested in is uh, during birth and during these feeding that the microbiome in the first thousand days of the baby's life becomes um, you know, as good as possible, the mix has to be as good as possible, and then introducing solid foods adds to this.
1: And by age 305, the microbiome is pretty much the microbiome that the child will carry on for the rest of his or her life. So that's why it's so important to make sure that we feed the baby the right foods to form the perfect microbiome that will help to minimize chronic illnesses and would optimize longevity and health span for the child.
2: And because the microbiome has critically important functions for the child, for the adolescent, and for the adult. You know, our health depends on a good microbiome. It's important for digestion and metabolism of food. When you eat things, the good bugs inside your gut really, without the good bugs, we really couldn't have normal digestion. Uh, The immune system is also dependent on these bugs. They are immunity, you know, one of the biggest sources of immunity in our our system is the gut. And then the other thing is that they produce vitamins and neurotransmitters, which are, you know, super important for the development of proper and normal cognitive function.
1: So, We were talking about when to start introducing solid foods. The baby has to be ready. The baby has to be interested. The baby has to be able to sit upright so we avoid choking. We start introducing early because that will prevent allergies from forming. And while four to six months is the ideal time. Uh, if you introduce solid foods before four months, usually that does not help um, to prevent future allergies. So we have now figured out that the right time is about four to six months of age. So we can start sperm our baby, or we can start um, we can give food to the baby, and for the baby to be interested to be able to pick up with his fingers, her fingers, the food. And this process is called baby-led weaning. So the baby itself, him or herself, will be able to decide what amount of food to put in his or her mouth. So there, the outcome is really no difference if uh, you, you start spoon-feeding the baby or having the baby self-feed. And and just be careful of the size of the foods that you present to to the to the baby. Uh, there is only one study that supports that if you introduce, um, baby, lead, reading, there is possibly a increased amount of uh, eating fruits and vegetables for that child later on in his life. The baby. Uh, um, once we introduce eggs, nuts, and seeds around the four to six months of age, they have a significant four to six-fold significant decrease in the possibility of developing allergies.
2: So, this is these are important concepts because the allergies are very important. You know, they they can be lifelong. These allergies, so it's a very important benefit for the baby and the attraction to certain foods, like vegetables, um, is also lifelong, and that is uh, an incredible addition to their health if they are naturally attracted to eating things that are good for their health.
1: So presenting it early and presenting it repeatedly, so if the baby refuses the, the the food the first time you introduce and just don't force it, you know, remember that up to nine months, the the most important source of nutrition for the baby is still breast milk, is still formula. And the food is, the solid food is just an introduction for the baby to become accustomed, to become excited. So if the baby refuses, just try a couple of times on the first feed and then introduce the same food three times, one after the other, um, in the next few days. So the baby has to acquire taste. Now, if the mother has been eating a healthy diet with lots of fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds and fish, the baby is already accustomed to that taste because he or she has received it while it was in the womb and it will be more excited about that that food. So what food to introduce? The American Pediatric Association's recommends that you start with some sort of rice pureed, um, you know, all around the world, that uh, people introduce the foods that the parents ate to the children. So pretty much any food is recommended. Starts uh, with starting with the uh, pureed mm. vegetables mm. that would be very very uh, important, and one um, one item at a time because you want to stay. For example, if you introduce carrots, or if you introduce potatoes, or if you introduce Um, onions you want to stay with one food item for three days just to watch if the baby has any allergies and then add a second one and add a third one what i did with my children with our children is that we started with minestrone you you probably have seen um in our book you've seen in our youtube how to make minestrone but what i did is i started with one A simple part of the minestrone, onions, just boil some onions, puree some onions. And then every three days, I added another element of that, another food item of that minestrone. So carrots and potatoes and tomatoes and definitely a little bit of olive oil, healthy uh, item that can never be missed.
2: And recently, our nephew, his baby, we introduced the pureed, Onions, correct? Right.
1: That was this first. So it's only for many was the most excited
2: baby. He lit up when he, when he tasted this. It was the most amazing thing. And he, he really loved it. And this is, you know, part of the, you know, this is one of the factors that affects the microbiome is infant feeding pattern. Is that, that's what we're talking about. This is called infant feeding patterns. But the other things that affect the microbiome are whether the child was born either vaginally or from a cesarean section. And uh, normally we feel that vaginal birth gives you a better microbiome than a cesarean section. But what has been experimented with recently is that if you have to do a cesarean section for whatever reason, they've taken swabs of of the mother's vaginal canal and put it on the baby. And that helps to promote those good bugs that the baby should be exposed to.
0: If you are new to the show, welcome. And if you are returning, we are so grateful for your participation and support. We hope you go to iTunes or Spotify and subscribe to the show, leave feedback, write a review, or send questions. They love questions and look at every question that is submitted. The content of the Sicilian Secret Diet are meant for educational purposes only and are not meant to be a medical diagnosis or treatment advice. A doctor-patient relationship is not created, and any questions related to your specific physical or mental health should be directed to your healthcare practitioner. So hello, and thank you for joining Sandra and Giovanni for another episode of the Sicilian Secret Diet Plan podcast.